Paranorm podcast contains content that might not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. This is Paranorm Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Paranorm, the podcast where we talk all things true crime and paranormal. I'm Emily. I'm Sierra. And this week we are talking some actual piece of human garbage. Oh, yay. Yay. Um, but before we do, uh, we need to talk about some more human garbage. Um, and that is the absolute aberrant crimes that are taking place right now against the Asian American community. Right now, uh, we are recording this about two days after the tragedy that happened in Georgia, where eight people were murdered by some white racist piece of shit, um, where police are still refusing to refer to it as what it is, a hate crime. Uh, the officer who was giving a press conference referred to the crime as the white piece of shit having a, quote, bad day. And um, that same officer also posted a shirt on Facebook blaming China for the pandemic. Um, we are... So what? Yeah. That doesn't give you the right it's, to kill people. It's a global pandemic, for fuck's sake. Like, like it's, not, it's not a country's fault. Like, a whole, whole ethnicity of persons. Like, right, and it's not, even if, you know, even if you would consider it to be China's fault, not saying that it is, but even if you would consider it to and be it's China's not fault, even, it's not like, even, it's not those people's fault. Exactly, and it's not even, tr- like, nobody even knows where it started, like, it's not, like, 110% certain that it started in China, like, it's not, like, there's no, like, there's so many things, that, like, convoluted things, it's, it's just, it's just fucking ridiculous, we are also recording this the day after a violent attack on two elderly Asian people in San Francisco, where one of the survivors had enough strength to fight back and hit the attacker um, with a stick or like a plywood piece mm-hmm. that she found nearby. Um, there were 122 incidents of anti-Asian hate crimes in 16 con- of the country's most populous cities in 2020, an increase of almost 150% over the previous years according to data compiled by California State University's Center for the Study of Hate and Extremism. From March 2020 through February 2021, there have been over 3,795 hate crimes committed against Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders. Um, This is absolutely disgusting, and this narrative that an ethnicity is responsible for a global pandemic, which I might add was floated along by our fucking former president, and is now so common people on fucking Facebook are creating groups and encouraging these behaviors is reprehensible. So let me breathe for a moment. Okay. I gotta breathe, because you know when I get really heated, I talk really fast. Yeah. Um, Okay. So after after I just threw all this information at you, mm-hmm. um, I like me. I was sitting here. I'm you're probably like me and like sitting here. Like, well, how can we help? Like, what can we do? Um, so you can donate to organizations like AAPI's GoFundMe, um, and there's also the Red Canary Song organization, which is the only grassroots Chinese massage parlor worker coalition in the United States. Um, and the people that was murdered in Atlanta on um, 
today's Thursday, on Tuesday, um, they were massage parlor workers. Mm -hmm. Um, There is also the Asian Americans Advancing Justice uh, Atlanta, uh, which is a nonprofit legal advocacy organization dedicated to protecting the civil rights of Asian Americans, excuse me, um, Native Hawaiians and Pacific Islanders in Georgia and the entire Southeast. Um, if you do not have the funds to donate um, and you see something that is concerning or you see a hate crime happening, you can always report it at stopaapihate.com. It is a great website. There's also plenty of resources on how you can help, and um, it is anonymous if you report something. Okay. You can also uh, go to Stand Against the Hate um, I'm sorry, standagainsthate.org. Both of these sites offer great ways to further, like, get involved and um, to learn about, like, the sheer magnitude of hate Mm -hmm. that is happening in these communities and in our communities that this is happening um, and to amplify these people's voices so that they are being heard. Um, If you want to uh, just like, like I said, if you don't have the means to donate and you don't witness anything like this happening, you can always check in on your Asian friends and families and support local Asian owned businesses. So um, I know I usually say this at the end, but we will be adding these sites to our resources or like our for you pages. Mm Um, so please take a minute to look through those and see what we can do to combat the hate that is happening in our communities and be the best allies that we can. So, cause it's, it's honestly one of the women that were killed, that was killed. She was just getting off her shift at fucking Waffle House and went to go get a massage. And then these other ladies were just doing their job and this white piece of shit came in there and murdered them because he claimed he had a sex, a sex addiction, uh, addiction. But if you're only targeting one race of people, hmm. he didn't go to a strip club. He didn't go to any of the other. He, he specifically targeted these establishments. And it's disgusting. All right. Um, I'm stepping down for my soapbox. For a minute and uh sierra you tell us how we are other than that that i just unloaded from you not as good as we once were i mean i know that we like to keep things light and funny around here but these are like actual things that are happening and it's important right. that we talk about actual them and support yeah. like the people that are in our community every day like Jeez. sierra and i love me some freaking vietnamese food and Thai food and it's just it's disgusting that these things are happening and um it's not getting covered like it would if it was a white person Mm -hmm. and it it's just how can they even like excuse even if it even if he's not um targeting them racially like you can't excuse something like that as a bad day for anybody Mm -hmm. like for any reason Mm -hmm. that doesn't even like why would you even say something like that yeah I can't offer any any sort of thing except for the fact that he is also racist if he's posting things like that on Facebook Mm -hmm. um you know I can't obviously can't speak to what he believes in but like if someone is doing something that you believe in like you probably wouldn't you would probably give them the benefit you know give them the best uh, wording that you could. So if you believe that they started it or that they deserve to be punished for whatever happened, not based on fact, this then... Is, I'm going to attach the picture of the shirt that he um, 
posted mm-hmm. on the um, Facebook group thing, whatever. I think yeah. it was actually his wall. Is that right? Is that what that's called? Uh, like sure. Facebook status thing? I don't know. But um, this is it. It says COVID-19 and it's in like a Corona or not. Yeah, the Corona beer font. Uh-huh. And then it says at the bottom imported from China. Mm-hmm. And he had those specifically made. So today's piece of garbage that we are talking about just so happens to have been in, uh, well, not in, uh, but like portrayed in one of my favorite shows, mm-hmm. um, Mindhunter. It's, it's very good. It's like, it's like, uh, the beginning of the FBI profiling unit mm-hmm. and, um, it's like all, it's, it's basically fiction, but like they have like real serial killers in it. It's pretty okay. good. Um, also, I fin- guys, I finished X-Files this week, and it was terrible. <laughs> That's so unfortunate. It was so unfortunate. I watched all 11 seasons, both movies, and it was so bad. Oh, my God, it was so bad. Like, why did you have to do me like this? Like, season 11 was so bad? Like, okay, season um, 7 through 11 mm-hmm. were terrible. Uh, both movies were terrible. Um, it just, yeah, it, it was not good. It was not good at all. They just like, they took my emotions and ran over them and then backed up over them again and then threw me in the fucking ocean. Like there were so many plot holes. Like I, I don't, I can't talk about it. <laughs> I can't talk about it anymore. I'm already mad. Yeah. It's going to make me more mad. Okay. Anyway. So this, this dude, anyway, he was on Mindhunter. Uh-huh. Mindhunter is a really good show. We need, you should watch it. Actually, I think it might stress you out too much. Yeah, I feel like I might stress you out too much. All right. Anyway, so (laughs) (laughs) this piece of garbage. His name is William Joseph Pierce Jr. William was born on October 11th, 1931. Yeah, 1931. That's the day before my niece's birthday. Not 1931, obviously, but her birthday is (laughs) October 12th. I just noticed that. Um, And roll. Oh, God. The accent's going to come out. Rural. <laughs> there we go. Rural. <laughs> Why'd you do that? Rural. No. In rural? <laughs> no. You can't fill in for me. <laughs> sure you I just can. You just translate for me and tell them what I'm trying to say. In the say. countryside of. <laughs> just leave that all in. That's fucking hilarious. I'm going to see her as my translator. All right. Midville, Georgia. It's only going to get worse from here because I have to say Georgia town names and South Carolina town names. So it's the, the accent's going to come like. All right. Well, just lay it on me. Smacking right. you in the face. All right. So as a result of the Great Depression, you know, Ugh. just that thing, um, his family. Ex- great. His family. <laughs> God fucking damn it. All right. His family experienced great financial difficulties. I wonder why. Um, due to which Junior spent his childhood in hunger and poverty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't. That's going to be the only time you awe this motherfucker. Um, childhood and, trauma. We just learned about childhood trauma. We've been talking about childhood trauma all week, have we not? Uh, yeah. Like I like Sierra was like getting into Emily's mind earlier. Like, <laughs> I wonder why this happens. Um, let's see. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that that was pretty interesting. Therapy's going great, guys. <laughs> you got gotta dig it all the back up before you can bury it. <laughs> oh, guys. Okay, so therapy this week. We're I'm gonna we're, we're gonna veer for a second. That's all right. Um, therapy this week is is pretty interesting. I've been uh, I have talk space. I don't think I've said this, but 
that I have talked space. Yeah, you have. I have? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I can text my therapist, which is really cool. Uh, we are not sponsored yet, hopefully. <laughs> that would be great. Anyway, um, so I can text my therapist at any time. And she was like, well, you know, we should uh, probably branch out and make a new friend this week. <laughs> and um, as Sierra and I are sitting at Mexican at a Mexican restaurant, and I'm having a sangria, and you're having, what was that, a fresca? Yeah. A guava fresca? It smells very good, y'all. It was good. Um, my sangria was, mm-hmm. it, was it, it was good, but it, like, had no fruit in it. It just had lemon and lime, and I was like, hmm, what? Okay, anyway, so, um, I was like, do, I don't want, I don't, I don't want a new friend. And Sierra was like, I don't think I can handle you having a new friend. <laughs> I was like, can that be my excuse? Like, <laughs> please? So, yeah. Anyway, childhood trauma. Super fun. Mm-hmm. Super great. Um, we all love it. Uh, his mother adhered to like a really authoritarian, authoritarian, authoritarian. Sure. We're gonna. She was really fucking strict, y'all. Mm-hmm. Like really fucking strict. Um, she, like, raised her son because of. She was like often engaged in like serious arguments with her husband, so like she took it out on mm-hmm. William. Gotcha. Um, in 1945, his parents divorced, which is unheard of for that time, after which William's mother began to beat him, as a result of which he suffered from intense mental stress during his teenage years. In his school years, Pierce underwent an IQ test from which he was determined to have an IQ of 70. Yeah. In 1948, he dropped out of school after graduating from ninth grade, and like that that Mm -hmm. was all of his education. Um, and he got a job as a road worker for the Department of Transport and Road Facilities. A year later, he quit and enlisted in the Army. Three months later, his mother submitted a number of medical reports and certificates from the doctors to the administration of the base which Pierce was stationed, um, due to which he was discharged for health reasons, despite the fact that most of the documents were, like, super fake. Right. Like, hella fake. Um, after his dismissal, Junior returned home where he found work at a local car rental service. Wait, so did she want him to be discharged or he wanted to be discharged? I don't know. It's not clear. Because I feel like she wanted him to be discharged. Oh, probably because she didn't want to fucking make the money. She was already not a good lady. Like, she was not a nice lady. So, I mean, she can get her son home. He can take care of shit. Or he doesn't want to take orders from people. Or she just wants him around to tell him what to do. I don't know, man. Okay, so he worked at a local car rental service where he was, like, described as nice enough, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, however, because of his inadequate, like, communication skills, he appeared stiff and awkward and was unpopular with the locals, uh, which is kind of like the whole point of being a car person. You have to talk to people. Um, so he did That not- would not be a good job for me. No, it wouldn't. Um, but that's okay. <laughs> there are plenty of other people out there to do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so he didn't last long there. Um, mm-hmm. In this period, he married but divorced soon after, moving to a, no- a neighbor in Swainsboro, uh, where he found work at a furniture factory. Over the next few years, owing, like, not owing, uh, due to his lack of education, Pierce engaged in, like, low-skill labor, like, trade mm-hmm. work. 
Um, in the late 1950s, Pierce suffered a head injury from an industrial accident. He was diagnosed with a concussion, and after which he began to exhibit deviant behavior towards others and showed signs of a personality disorder. Mm. Um, characterized by a conviction for his own uniqueness, superiority over the people like around him, mm-hmm. and he like like exaggerated how wonderful he was and like his talents and achievements and shit, you know? Yeah. Um, so basically straight man syndrome. Um, soon after he began to lead a criminal lifestyle and committed like hella theft. Oh, uh, okay. Like, yeah. All the time. That was um, his job. That was his job. In early 1959, he was arrested for theft and convicted on July 27th of that same year and sentenced to five years in prison. Um, after serving 32 months from the appointed time at the end of 1961, Pierce was paroled. Mm-hmm. A few weeks after his release, he was arrested again for robbery and arson of a store. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. His guilt was proven in court in 1962 and was sentenced to 20 years imprisonment with a possibility of parole after 10 during his detention, he showed signs of mental illness, and after an examination, a psychologist's report stated that he, quote, may be a danger to himself as well as others. Um, in May of 1970, Georgia pardons and the parole board released Junior from prison after he served only seven years on a 10 to 20. Um, and, like, his charges fucking ranged from burglary, arson, receiving stolen property, and attempted prison break. And they were like, sure, you can go home. And he's a danger to himself and And others. others. Yeah. Um, June 1970, Pierce surfaced in North Augusta, which is so funny because North Augusta, okay, my parents are divorced. Um, it's, it's like a thing. Mm -hmm. So my dad lives in Georgia and, uh, I obviously live in North Carolina and my mom lives in North Carolina. So when it was like my dad's turn to have us, Mm -hmm. we would meet in North Augusta. Like Mm -hmm. I could tell you the highway exit and everything. Right. So that's so strange. Every time it keeps, like I had to like read the North Augusta news and everything. Mm -hmm. I was like, this is so weird. Right, like someplace you know. Yeah, um, and like know well. Like yeah. that Waffle House on that exit, it was <laughs> it was unmatched. Um, so, and Augusta is like right on the North Carolina, not North Carolina, uh, South Carolina and Georgia state line. Mm-hmm. So, um, jurisdiction gets a little funny. Okay, gotcha. Um, anyway, so he surfaced there in June 1970. On June 27th, with the aim of robbery, he entered a home and came upon 18-year-old Anne Goodwin, who was a Winthrop College student. She was also a babysitter looking after the neighbor's children for the evening. Uh, He sexually assaulted her and shot her after the struggle. She later died at a hospital. Uh, He stole a number of valuables from the home as well. Then on December 18th of that same year, the, uh, these crimes go like dun 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 dun. Okay. So, like, we're, we're in it now. Yeah, okay. Um, on December 18th, 13 year old Margaret Peg mm. Cotino left her home in Sumner, South Carolina at about one o'clock in the afternoon to have lunch with her sister at school. When she did not show up after 45 minutes, her parents, State Representative James Cotino, I think it's Cotino, mm-hmm. um, it's very Italian for South Carolina, honestly, um, and his wife reported her missing. Peg's body was found on December 30th, 10 miles away from where she was last seen. 
During the forensic autopsy, it was determined that she had been beaten and then suffocated. On December 20th, two days after Cuptino's disappearance, Pierce drove to a service station in Vidalia, Georgia, where he shot 59-year-old employee Joe Fletcher, stealing $78 from the cash register. Yeah. Um, in case you didn't hear that, Sierra just hit her hand on the couch. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> um, then on January 12th, which is the following year, so it's, uh, what is it, 1971, mm-hmm. um, he robbed a store in Sopperton, and then in order to get rid of any witnesses, Pierre shot 51-year-old Lacey Tigpen, the store, like, mm-hmm. cashier, clerk, whatever you want to call it. Uh, 10 days later, he abducted 32-year-old Helen Wilcox near a store in Hazelhurst. He took the woman into the woodlands outside the city where he sexually assaulted her and then shot her, burying her corpse in a shallow grave uh, when it was discovered a few days later. Then on January 28th, Pierce committed another robbery at a store in Baxley in which he killed 60-year-old store owner Vivian Miles and brutally beat her five-year-old daughter, who suffered a head injury but managed to survive. He beat a five-year-old. Like, like so severely. Care, doesn't care at all. No. Has no fucks. Um, that's what I was going to say, but I feel like that's <laughs> not appropriate. <laughs> I got it. Okay, good. It's coming. <laughs> While he was fleeing the crime scene, he was spotted by a truck driver. Chuck, truck? driver, there we go, named Joe Overstreet. Pierce attempted to kill Overstreet by firing at him twice at close range and then fled. Uh, Overstreet was unharmed and would later give police a description of his attacker. On the, what month was that? That was January? Okay. So now in March, uh, it was March 8th, 1971, Pierce was arrested in Louisville, Georgia for failing to pay for some gasoline. Mm. And it always seems that these fuckers get caught Mm -hmm. in the stupidest ways. Mm -hmm. What? Um, Not like as you're robbing a store or killing someone. Yeah, or like shooting at someone uh, or beating a five-year-old. Like 500 places. Like, how do you not have money to pay for gas? Yeah, exactly. I think he just does not care. Um, I'm pretty sure that's true. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So at the, it was like at a gas station in Baxley, Georgia again, Mm -hmm. um, where he failed to pay for his gas. And by failed, I mean filled up his truck and run. Mm -hmm. Um, He was taken to a police station where... The Baxley, Georgia police station, mm-hmm. um, where he was interrogated for many hours, resulting in him confessing to six murders, including that of Anne Goodwin, Peg uh, Catino, and um, in addition to those, he confessed to three other homicides, the abduction and strangulation of Kathy Jo Anderson, who went missing on December 2nd, not, I'm sorry, not December 2nd, December 22nd, 1970, from Columbia, South Carolina, and was later discovered in a wooded area. On February 17, 1971, he confessed to the August 21, 1970 shooting of a 20-year-old Virginia native, Carol Maines, in Gastonia, North Carolina. So she was from Virginia, but she mm-hmm. was in Gastonia. Gotcha. Um, and finally, on August 10th, which is either my dad or my stepmom's birthday, mm-hmm. <laughs> who knows at this point, 1970, while robbing a service station in Beaufort, North Carolina, he hacked to death a 60-year-old employee named James L. Sires with an axe before stealing $970 and 
and then fleeing. 60? Yeah, the guy was 60. Okay. In Beaufort. It sounded like you said six, and then you said employee, and I was very confused. No, no, no. He was 60. Okay. Um, yeah. And Beaufort. Yep. Be- Beaufort. I'm going to... Beaufort? Beaufort? No. Beaufort was the name... <laughs> Beaufort was the name of my parents' basset hound. Oh. What is it from? From a movie. Oh, is it? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, they had a basset hound named uh, Buford. And then they had a pit bull named Max, and Max would get into fights with the chow that lived next door to them mm-hmm. because the chow would try to attack the basset. Mm. So it was like a whole thing. It was, yeah, it, it was interesting. All right, so anyway... Um, he murdered a man, and then... Stole $907. Yeah, stole $970, and mm-hmm. then he fled. In September of 1971, uh, Junior's trial begins. In mm-hmm. addition to his confession, a number of items found in his apartment and in the passenger seat of Pierce's car, which were identified as belonging to the victims, were presented to the court as evidence that resulted in his conviction. Uh, the... Only witness, Joe Overstreet, you remember him? Mm-hmm, yeah, Joe's um, driver. Yes. Also identified Junior as the man who had robbed the Miles store and then killed her, on the basis of which he was convicted for the Miles killing and received life imprisonment. In March 1972, he was transferred to the Jeff Davis County Circuit Court, where he stood trial on the charges of killing Helen Wilcox. During the trial, B, uh, Pierce refuted his testimony, claiming that his interrogators had falsely forced him to confess while he was intoxicated and had not read him his Miranda rights. Despite his claims, he was found guilty and served another life imprisonment term. Mm-hmm. One of Pierce's victims was a 32-year-old Jeff Davis County store operator who had been abducted on January 22, 1971. Pierce later led police to the woman's skeletal remains two months later. So, like, after his trial, he led them. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. The woman had been tied to a tree in the woods not far from Hazelhurst and hanged with a piece of short, stout cord. The cord was so tight around the woman's neck that her neck had to be taken apart before they could remove the noose. Even in, in, even in advanced decomposition of the corpse, they could see that the woman was nude from the waist down. So, not a great guy. (laughs) No. Like, like just terrible, terrible shit that he's done to these people. Um, And he has, like, no, like, set victim profile. Just whoever's in his way. Yeah, basically. Um, In early 1973, Pierce was extradited to South Carolina, where during that year he appeared before the courts in various counties on charges of other murders, being convicted each time and each time receiving a new life imprisonment mm-hmm. um, like term. Following his convictions, Junior retracted his confession, and then in 1974, his lawyers appealed for the, um, the what's it called? Abolition mm-hmm. of their client's murder convictions in South Carolina and the appointment for a new trial, but they were rejected. Um, in 1977, his lawyers attempted to appeal the sentences in Georgia as well, but they were, again, rejected. Mm-hmm. Now, in April 1977, another serial killer named Donald Henry Gaskins also confessed to the mur- uh, murder of Peg Catino, but later retracted his statement. 
uh, stating that he was pressured by investigators during interrogation based on Gaskin's testimony in 1985. They tried to get um, that case uh, uh, against Pierce thrown out as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Despite the fact that his attorneys provided the Court of Appeals with a number of witnesses and their testimony, according to which Gaskins was working in Sumner on the day that the girl disappeared and was not far from where she had disappeared, um, while uh, Pierce was actually in Georgia at the time. Mm. So the appeal was rejected, and William died in prison in May 2020 at the age of 88. Mm. So that is the case of uh, Mr. William Pierce Jr. Yikes. A really terrible dude. Yeah. I feel like even though a lot of people who just kind of like go through life don't really care about anybody else, but like, like I feel like they don't. I feel like he he was doing okay, like uh-huh. he was doing sort of okay, and then and then it kind of like he had the brain injury and it just kind of went fucking downhill. Right. Yeah. Which is so funny because um, Chloe and I were talking yesterday and we were talking about how one of her coworkers found out she was turning twenty one. She goes, "Well, you better enjoy it because it's all downhill from here." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that just kind of reminds me that like. That's how his life went. Like, he just, like, like fucking he was plummeted. Do, he, like, he was doing okay, and then all of a sudden that happened to him, and then he was just, Yeah, like, and it's just wild. And then he affected so many other people's lives. Like, those poor victims' mm-hmm. families that he just, like, robbed them of this whole person. Mm-hmm. And then that five-year-old has to live with that shit. Yeah. So, God, like, it's just fucking unbelievable, man. Just to think, like, if the, he hadn't gotten that concussion... Like, if he hadn't gotten that brain injury, like, mm-hmm. what what his path would have been, right. you know? Like, because yeah. we wouldn't know. Like, he might have still ended up being a serial killer. Like, we don't know. Right. Like, there's no way to know. Because something else might have happened and not that to yeah. him, and then he could have gone off. But, like, he also might have been fine, and all those people would still be alive. Yeah. From what, you know, from that path. It's just, it's just really, really wild. It's just really wild to think about. And um, Sierra and I watched, like, 40, not even 40, like, 12 minutes of a quantum Mm. physics documentary. And, like, that's all that, that's all that, like, this story has been reminding me of. Like, the different pathways and, like, how things aren't real. And, Mm -hmm. like, I could only take 12 minutes because I could not understand it, y'all. Like, (laughs) I had to accept that there are smarter people in this world than I am. And, like... A homegirl could not understand. Mm. Um, but, yeah, so basically we're not real. Um, you're never really touching anything, and everything is a lie. So that's how that goes. I feel like that's a perfect end. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's the end, um, except you got to talk now. I'm going to ta- stop talking because I, I did a lot. I'm really, like, I'm amped for some reason. I have a lot of weird energy at the moment. Mm. I fell in the shower yesterday, y'all. I got to get this off my chest. I fell out of, uh, no, I didn't fall out of the shower. I fell in the shower yesterday. Mm -hmm. And um, I was home alone. Uh, I saw my life flash before my eyes. Um, My hip just gave out. And I went down. Yeah, like it does. It does that at least three times a day, if not more. Um, So it gave out while I was taking a shower. And (laughs) I now have a bruise. Ooh, I now have a bruise on the side of my hip that is shaped like the um, continent of Africa. So, oh, well, super fun. That's fun. Yeah, it is really fun. It took me 20 minutes to get up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that was great. That was really, really great. Um, yeah, but 
And that's all I got for you. That's really all I got for you now. <laughs> I just had to tell you guys why. Like, I'm in a weird mood because a lot of weird things have happened this week and a lot of terrible things have happened this week. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Tell us, tell us where they can find us at. Sure, I'm gonna go with that. Tell us where they can find us at, Sierra. <laughs> I know. Okay, so like, sometimes I'll say something, and I'm gonna still talk. Apparently, apparently, I'm still talking. Um, so like, sometimes I'll say something, and I'm like, people are gonna think I'm an actual idiot. <laughs> and then other times I'll say something, and I'm like, I'm so fucking hilarious. And I can imagine like somebody sitting in their car right now, just like, what am I <laughs> listening to? Or like the poor person that's showing like their friend an episode and they're like listen to this this is super fun and then this is the episode they get and I'm like everything is not real we aren't really here <laughs> like, <laughs> we take the I'm not touching you to a whole nother level basically like um it's basically just our atoms like coming in contact with stuff and then pushing against it and like yeah. it's, it's but really not weird. actually touching yeah but, the electrons are touching ish and this is where I had to turn off the Not touching, just pushing each other apart. Yeah, so nothing's real. Um, Everything you believe is wrong. <laughs> that's, that's basically what the guy said. Okay, yeah, guys. Okay, so the documentary, I'm going to tell you guys the name if you guys want to go on a fucking acid trip. Um, it's called What the Bleep Do We Know? It's on Amazon Prime. Which is basically nothing. We, we know nothing. Um, it's a really weird acid trip of a, a, a movie. I could only get... It I came out in, like, 2013, but it was definitely Made in, like, like, the mid-aughts. Like, yeah. Like, it, it, it's interesting. Um, anyway, so, yeah, it's there's this guy on there who gives me strong ancient alien vibes. Like, you guys know if you watch ancient, ancient aliens or, like, if you've seen the memes, the guy with the hair... Um, Sierra has no idea what I'm talking about. Kind of like Albert Einstein, but no. Yeah, the guy with the hair on Ancient Aliens, this guy matches his vibe. And, like, if you guys watch it, like, even if you watch, like, the first five minutes of it, the yeah. guy in the sweater, mm-hmm. honestly, he is hilarious. It looks like, like, the original Zoom fake background yeah. behind him. Yeah, it does. It's very distracting, too, because there's, like, a fountain going. Yeah. And you're like, why do you have a moving background behind you? Why would yeah. you not just have a still? Yeah. And but. then another guy has, like, isn't in, like, a public library. Like, you can see, like, the checkout codes on these mm-hmm. books. Like, it's just a... Honestly, I can't describe it any other way than an acid trip of a fucking documentary. So, um, that was fun. It was like a college project. Like, we have yeah, to have... that was it. That was it. Oh There's this gosh. little boy. Guys, you just need to go watch it. It's, it's interesting. Um, so, yeah, that, that was really great for my mental health this week. Um, <laughs> because I literally, I'm sitting over there rubbing my temples, and then I look over at Sierra, and I'm like, so basically nothing is real. I'm not really sitting here. I'm floating. And, yeah, it was, it's a lot. It's a lot. All right. Okay. Really? Can I, I'm going to do it. I probably not do it, but you tell them where to find us for the third time. If you don't already know, (laughs) you can find us on Instagram and Facebook, Paranorm Podcast. Um, That's where we post things. between, I like how you put your hand up so you can't look at me. <laughs> Didn't have anything to do with that. Um, anyway, case She's creating a wall, case photos, <laughs> and 
important, relevant things also go on there. I don't, I don't even know how to describe them. <laughs> you but lost your th- train of thought now. Yeah, it just choo choo right out of the t- right out of the station. <laughs> um, choo choo, that's the episode. <laughs> um, anyways, if you're no. not, if, yeah, if you're not on social media, you can find us on our website, brainormpodcast.com. Uh, we have. We post uh, like a post for each of the episodes up there on the blog, on the blog, which is where you can find the um, for you like resources that we talked about at the beginning. We will be adding um, stuff about how to be an ally, and um, yeah, I think I'm good. I think I've contained it. Okay, probably. All right. So the social medias. If you do have a social media. You can follow us on Instagram. Um, I literally already said that. Did you? Yeah, that was the first thing I said. I totally was not listening. <laughs> I just fucking spaced, man. We're not I'm real. Way past that, guys. We're not real. <laughs> Anyways, don't listen to her. Listen to me. Um, on the on the website, you can contact us. Little contact us. You can send us a message. Let us know what you think about what you do and do not know. And um, <laughs> if. Or if you want to send us a semi-old-fashioned email, you can. It's paranormpodcast at gmail.com. Or if you want to go way back into the Stone Age, you can send us physical mail, which Emily would appreciate. Oh, my God, so much. Guys, we went to the P.O. Box yesterday. Yeah, sure. Sure. Um, time isn't real. <laughs> um, we went a day, and the the mailbox was full, and, like, none of it was for me. You had a magazine? I had a magazine from Wayfair. Okay, guys, I don't need to be buying things off of Wayfair right now. <laughs> um, it's a problem. I'm not really buying anything, but... Um, so, send us a letter, a postcard. Do it. Send whatever. Me some, send me... I want some jalapeno hot Cheetos, man. I don't know, like... That is my snack of choice right now for some reason, mm-hmm. and I need like twenty thousand of them. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Wait, did I tell you how hot cheetos were created? Like who they were created by? I I I've read it. Yeah. We are an article about it before. Yes. A custodian created it, guys. Mm-hmm. That's so neat. Okay. Yeah. We can probably finish the episode. If now. you haven't <laughs> read like about it, go read it because it is very interesting. Yeah. How hot cheetos were invented. And oh. The actual address where you can send all this mail that you're going to send, Emily. <laughs> you can send it to P.O. Box 1416, Monroe, North Carolina, 28111. That's three ones. Three ones, guys. All right. And then on the Patreon. Did you say that? No. I, I, okay. Yeah, no, you're gone. good on that one. All right. You can, <laughs> you're going to be like, Emily does not listen because I, I don't. I mean, I space out like nobody's business. All right. Anyway, the Patreon is Paranorm Podcast. So, um, yeah. Give us a give us a little little become a patron patron. I don't know how the fuck to say it. A patron. Sure. All right, guys. For reals this time. Goodbye. Wait. We'll have to tell them we're gonna see them and we're gonna hear, <sighs> be in their Hi, ears. In you two tell weeks. them. I mean, okay. You just told them we're gonna be in your ears in two weeks. As Sierra just said, um, because we 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 need a break. Yeah. It's not it's not you. It's us. Seriously, though. <laughs> Sierra can only take so much of me dying laughing. <laughs> you guys don't even know. I mean, honestly, like, that used to happen to me, like, when I was living with my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that happened to me before. So yeah. it's not like I'm not, I don't understand it. Yeah. Uh, it's just like coming from you. <laughs> Sometimes I just, I just get it. Like, yeah. and I, like it, it's, it's like a, like you can't stop it either, which is really, really uncomfortable for me. You just have to let me. it play out. Yeah. And it, that's really uncomfortable for me because mm-hmm. I am a, as Sierra knows, a huge control freak. So I'm like, my body's not letting me stop. Mm-hmm. Um, as of now, you guys are wishing I'd stop talking. So goodbye, everyone. Bye.